I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to this edition of Kingdom Living with Glenn Reppel. Hello, Glenn. How are you today? Hey, again, fantastic. Great to be on air and just speaking the Word of God around the world. You know, it's been so exciting because in the past few, uh, I guess the past month or two, we've opened uh, the audience up actually globally, and now we're seeing people uh, who are tuning into the Kingdom Living podcast, not only uh, really legitimately in every 50 of the United States, but uh, globally as well. And it's because, you know, the kingdom living principles, Glenn, aren't peculiar to the United States of America. They, God created the heavens and the earth and everyone here. And so it's so encouraging, I think, from my perspective, to just see the impact that this uh, outreach is having. Because we were talking before we started rolling, kingdom living is really a message of encouragement. It's what uh, Jesus came to do so that we could live on that green line, have that eternal life forever. But also he said, I come that you may have life and more abundantly. Amen. That, that carry that's so right. And when, and again, when people get it, and we're going to be talking about calling yes. uh, today. And when they know their calling, it really changes people's lives. That's right. Because so many people have been, because of circumstances or things like that, they've been told, you know, you're not going to amount to much because of your yep. background, or you can't do this because you're not one of them people or any kind of uh, things like that. And all of that is so incorrect biblically. And it's what's really important about this. And Glenn, I think that's why you wrote this book, Fraud, What God Has to Say About Tactics of the Enemy, because all going all the way back into the garden, the whole uh, trick of the enemy was to try to keep um, keep us from accepting who God created us to be, which was in perfect relationship with him, uh, as it turns out, through Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I'm really excited uh, because all these lessons come from uh, the chapters, the wisdom. There's 40 chapters in this book, and they're all kind of bite-sized. They're actually perfect. If you get a copy of this book, maybe get together with some friends at lunch, maybe do a weeknight Bible study with some uh, neighbors or things like that. Just enjoy reading. It just takes, you know, a couple of minutes to read through the chapter, but then the discussion that is going to flow from it is going to be not only uh, beneficial, but life-changing. And so today we're actually on the 30th set. We're going to be talking about the concepts that you present in the 37th chapter of the book, which is called Calling. And we were just talking about identity and things, and you're getting some positive reactions as you're ministering, that you're hearing people really responding to this concept of identity. And that also has to do when we recognize our calling, Glenn. I'm so excited. Let's, let's, uh, let's just dive right in. Well, and again, as, as what we're going to do is put that fraud fire extinguisher on what we do. Because, Carrie, when you meet somebody, the question that's always asked is, Carrie, what do you do? The question isn't around who are you, it's right. what do you do? So we want to put that fraud fire extinguisher on that. And the truth is the calling of really who you are. And as, as we do each week and each time we do a podcast, I always like to review, and, and, and it's so important that we get the basic biblical principles of our identity, of who we are, and, and, and as we move into the calling, because it's, it's, as we've watched this, as we've been doing these, the 37th podcast here, is that all the chapters 
tie together. And what we're doing is we're taking the lies of the enemy, the fraud that's been committed against mankind, and we're bringing the truth of God. And as we're going to be talking about calling today. So one of the questions we have continually asked and is, is which is greater and more powerful? And we have to keep looking at this because what is, is, is it what you see or what you don't see? And the truth is the unseen is greater and created the seen. But what we do is we operate and our belief pattern is, is structured through our five senses of what we see. And, and we've got to get back to the unseen and who we are and the identity in, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, and this goes back, and, and it's so good that we review this each, each week, is what are the three greatest historical events ever? Ever. What are the three greatest historical events ever? And this begins the green line living, is that God created us as, as a spirit we, in the kingdom of God. He created uh, life for us, and he knew us, and spoke us into existence before he created the earth. And so the first and, and most important uh, event was creation, is he spoke, he spoke the word, the word became life. He spoke creation into existence and we were created. This is a big deal. We are created in God's image and likeness. We're created in his family. We're created like him. We're created to love. We're created as spirit beings with eternity, eternity in our hearts, in our lives. And the first people that he created was Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve blew it for mankind and disobeyed and rebelled uh, against God. And so what we have is the second most important event. And, and again, this is why what's going on around the world, as we talked before coming on, on air, was, was the bitterness and the anger that's going on as we see people filled with fear and anxiety and worry and, and the fear of death is out there. And, and again, that happened because of the rebellion that Adam had uh, when he disobeyed God and chose to go his own way. And again, the question we ask is, when does sickness, disease, and death enter in? Well, it came in with the kingdom of darkness, and it came in when Adam fell and disobeyed God. And so what happened is we have the tree of what love is not, and this is what we see in the kingdom of darkness. We have the satanic rule of the prince of this world, which is Satan. And, and we live, we see this fruitless tree here of what love is not. It's selfishness. It's anger, rude, envy, prideful. It delights in evil. It boastful. It is unforgiving. That's what we're seeing is we're not seeing the fruit. So death, sickness, and disease came in through the one man, Adam, and what we see is the symptoms, which is the selfish desire that we have. It's all about me. And what we see is the, the effects of it, the shame, uh, the guilt, the pain, the condemnation, the inferiority complex, the orphan spirit, rejection, injustice, and fear. And we talked about in the last podcast with Paul Benjamin uh, is, is that or, uh, just the, the, the 
fractured father syndrome. We're looking for our daddy, our father, and we lost that. And thanks be to God, because what we have is we escape through judgment and we have redemption. So we have the first greatest event is creation. And the second is the fall. And then we have the great one, which is we've been redeemed back through. And, and we are new creations in Christ Jesus, through what Jesus Christ did, through God loving us so much that he sent his son to redeem mankind back and we are recreated. We were created and now we're recreated and we have, and when Jesus on the cross, he said, it is finished. So the question kind of ask also is when he said it's finished, did we get so we had death, sickness, and disease that we lost and get, or gained, basically, that came in. So what happened to death, sickness, and disease when we're recreated? It's been restored. He said it's finished. Sickness and disease were nailed on the cross. We have healing. It's complete. It was taken on the cross. That sin nature, sickness and disease did not come from God. It came from the prince of darkness. And so we've been redeemed in your healing. If you're suffering through cancer or pain or some sickness, that was nailed on the cross. Don't believe the lie of the enemy that, that, that even in our insurance policies, uh, that, that uh, they, they say that, uh, that this is a natural, they don't say it's a national disaster, national disaster, uh, natural disaster. They say uh, this is a, it created this, this is by God, that God, God created this disaster. No, the enemy is out there to kill, steal, and destroy. And so it's been completed. Sickness, disease was, was taken on the cross and life came in eternal life our spirit life was reborn and so what we have is now we are reborn in the spirit spirit soul and body renewed and recreated back into the image of god meaning as as jesus is so are we in this world we're made into his likeness spirit soul and body healed healed now through the blood of Jesus. And so we have that love nature, uh, that love nature that was created by God. And so then we, we the Holy Spirit entered in and, 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 and when we invite the Holy Spirit to take over, say, I surrender, I want all you have for me. And the Holy Spirit comes in and just dwells and abides and grows and festers in and just cleans us up. And just we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. He dwells in this temple, this body that is living in us. And what we see is the fruit that comes from this. The, the, that, that what love is, love is patient, kind, truthful, trust, protects, hopes, and perseveres. And then the fruit coming from those roots just comes out of the divine love, of joy, peace, patience, self-control. Uh, uh, and, and, and just what we see is in the faithfulness and the goodness that comes and the gentleness that comes through the fruit. We don't produce a fruit, the roots of God's love living in us 
produces the fruit. So each week we also talk about uh, the abundance of trading is that Satan is a trader. He's a liar. And he was kicked out of heaven as, as an angel. He's kicked down and came to earth. And so what he wants to do is he wants to continually lie to us and trade. And he says, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within. And you said, therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. And I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. And so the question, he is a trader. So what are we trading? What we're trading, what we want to trade is what we do for what we're called to who. We're called to who. And so we've looked at these over the last few, few weeks also. And it's really important that we understand profitable tradings because we want to trade the old nature for the new nature. So we want to trade what I do for whom I am in Christ Jesus. We want to trade the rebellion and disobedience and sin nature for the righteousness of God uh, in Christ Jesus. We want to trade that worry and anxiety and depression and heaviness for the, the perfect shalom peace and joy that we have in Christ Jesus. We want to trade the dominion of darkness for the kingdom of God that we have right now in Christ Jesus. We want, to, we want to trade what nullifies the word of God. Tradition and doctrine nullifies the word of God. We want to trade the lies and the fraud that's been committed against us for the truth and the freedom we have in Christ Jesus. We want to trade the old nature for the new creation, recreation life that we have in Christ Jesus. We want to trade the knowledge of man for the wisdom of God. It's something we get automatically uh, through our redemption process. We are trade the seen for the unseen. We trade the natural for the supernatural. We trade time because time creates anxiety because we are ageless. We're living outside of time because God is outside of time, and that's what's living inside of us. We trade the fear for the perfect love of the Father through Christ Jesus. We are trade the insecurity for the safety and security we have in Christ Jesus. We trade the hopelessness that we have for the hope in Christ Jesus. We trade death that is so rampant right now for life that we have eternal life. Now it's spirit life. That's what we lost was our spirit was what died uh, in, the, in the garden. And, and we've been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. And so we're going to trade the shame and the guilt for the love and acceptance that we have from our Father. We trade lack. There is no lack. There's abundance. Our God owns everything. He wants to give us everything for peace and joy. And we trade the unforgiveness for the givenness. We want to learn to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. We want to trade that sin, sin consciousness for righteousness consciousness. We trade that orphan spirit looking for our father because we've found our father. We're dearly loved as sons and daughters of our father, our heavenly father, our agape uh, love of God. We trade slavery and bondage for the freedom and liberty that we have in Christ Jesus. We trade that sickness for our health complete. It is finished. Sickness and death and was taken and disease was taken on the cross. We trade injustice for the justice. We're not guilty through the blood of Jesus Christ. We trade that selfish, my desire uh, for God's will, seeking first 
God's kingdom and his righteousness. So let's, let's look at some of the scriptures that tie into our calling. And, and again, this is Paul, because we're going to be talking about in, in the book, uh, in, in chapter 37, we're talking about the calling, and we use the example of, of Paul's calling, which is our calling. We're going to talk about this. Before I get there, though, is therefore, and here he is, Paul is writing as he's a prisoner. He's a prisoner. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving who? The Lord beg you, Carrie, and everybody. He begs, he's begging us to lead a life worthy of your calling, to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by who? God. We've been called by God. So we have to hear, not with these physical ears, but we have to hear the voice of God. We have to hear the word of God. So what, what the word calling means, uh, the Greek word here is kaleo. And kaleo has a, is the root word, and it stands for paraclete, uh, paracletus, uh, and ekles, ekklesia. So, so uh, the ekklesia is the called out ones. We are called out. And so we have the Holy Spirit that is speaking to us, drawing us, and we want to hear the voice of our calling. And so let's look at the scripture that we have in chapter 37 here on the call. And this is what 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 Paul heard on the road to Damascus, and he shares his, his testimony. And I asked, who are you, Lord? I am the Lord replied. I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting. Get up. So he, the light struck him down. He fell down. Is get up, stand to your feet. For I've appeared to you. So here's the calling here. I've appeared to you to reveal your destiny, your calling, and to commission you as my assistant. That's our calling. You will be a witness to what you've seen. And again, we're going to start seeing some things and to the things I'm going to reveal wherever I appear to you. And by the way, that's the word of God. As we read the word of God, he's revealing it to you. And that's a part of the teaching we're going through. Carrie, we're just reading scripture here. And as people hear it, the Holy Spirit is revealing it to us, to the things I will re reveal wherever I appear to you. I will rescue you from the persecution of your own people and from the hostility of the other nations that I'll be sending you to. So, and you, and you will open their eyes to their true condition. Now, as we look at that, and you will open their eyes, and again, those are the spiritual eyes, to their true condition. Because if we look at man, and this is as we're talking, Carrie, before we came on, what, how does man see their true condition? Carrie, yeah. what do you think? How do they see it? Yeah, Glenn, I was going to say, boy, when you read that, it just hit me like a ton of bricks that that's what we're talking about when we talk about redline living. It's dog eat dog. It's all about me. I got to look out for number one. And that's the condition. And, and the, so uh, those of us that are pursuing kingdom living, we're all saying, you know, uh, maybe even sometimes with frustration, why can other people not get it? And it's because their eyes are not open. And that's part of our calling is to, is to share the word of God, just like we're doing right now and help them see that. Yeah. 
because because the way they see their condition is hopeless mm-hmm. and that's why they're angry and bitter and open their eyes to the true condition mm-hmm. see many times some of the some of the teaching that goes on is teaching that we're sinners rather than we've been made righteous we've been made righteous by the blood of jesus he came so here it is and so here's the so that so that they may turn from red line darkness into the green line light and from the power of satan to the power of god that's open our eyes by placing their faith in me and this is jesus speaking to paul by placing their faith in me they will receive what total total forgiveness of sins and be made what holy holy that's righteous sanctified taking hold of their inheritance that i give to my children we come into the kingdom of god so so the condition that's that's out there is one of lost to, to really being opened up into who, why God loves us so much. So this ties into this, this next situation here of, of what we've done is, is we've placed what we do as a priority rather than who we are. So we are in Christ Jesus. And this is so important that we recognize who we are versus what we do. Now, as we learn who we are, we will do. And our do is really important when we know the who. And so what happens is that Christ came and we are called. He called us. He called Paul. And he called us to the who, to be in Christ. And what he did is the word of God recognizes he sanctified us. He made us righteous. And he said, it is finished. He cleaned us up. And he said, he's forgiven all of the sins and he remembers them no more, no longer. As far as the East is is, uh, from the West, he remembers them no more. So if we're bringing them up and confessing sin, no, he wants us to confess that Jesus is Lord. That's what we want to confess. And what we have now is is we have the divine love to go out and do, which is to serve. So we're called, we've been cleaned up and washed up, and now we go out and do, much like Paul has done. So let's look at some of the scriptures here. And this is in 1 Corinthians 1.30. But it is for him, him, that you are in, in Christ Jesus, who became to us the wisdom. So these are things that we don't have to earn. These are things that you don't have to ask for. We have wisdom from God revealing his plan of salvation. So when the Holy Spirit came to us, he revealed the plan of salvation. And righteousness came in when he said it's finished. We received righteousness, making us acceptable to enter to God. And he sanctified spirit, soul, and body, making us holy and setting us apart for God. And we have redemption, which we talked about, providing our ransom from the penalty of sin. We've been redeemed. And you know this scripture that I just love to go through, and I think that just totally, totally describes uh, the, the gospel message and it just ties everything together in our calling, our purpose, and why Jesus came. So, therefore, if anyone is where mm-hmm. in Christ, 
the new creation, we're recreated, has come. The old nature is gone, the new is here. All this is from where? From God, who's reconciling, redeeming us to himself through Christ and has given us the calling, the calling of the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself, where? In Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed, carried to you and I and everybody listening, the message of reconciliation. That's why Jesus came, is to bring the message of recon. We're reconciled to God. We're no longer, that old nature is gone. The new nature is here. We are therefore now, here's our calling. We're Christ ambassadors to this earth. This is, this is our calling. As though God were making his appeal through us. He is making the appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And then here it is. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Christ, in him, we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is powerful stuff. This is, this is the truth. Are we going to believe this? We're going to believe the lie. I'm not good enough. I have to earn it. No, this is what God did through Jesus Christ. We don't earn this. We receive it. So here's another scripture that just so important. Galatians 2.20 in the Passion Translation. <clears throat> and, and again, you know, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So let's look at the Passion Translation. My old identity has been co-crucified. So we're co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. The essence of, 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 of the, the new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life. How? Through me. The new life is he's living through the calling through me. And we live in union as one. So we've come together as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much he gave himself and dispenses his life into mine. So this is the identity we have that he's living his love life through us. God's love, Christ's love, and his identity of his love living in us. And again, let's look at that identity. And it begins because we have a culture that's trying to define identity. And we read in Colossians 3, verses 10 through 11, for we have acquired this new creation. And again, this is Paul writing. We've acquired this new creation of life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, this recreation, giving you the full revelation of God. In this new creation life, look at this. Your nationality makes no difference, nor your ethnicity, nor your education, nor your economic status. They matter nothing. For it is Christ that means everything as he lives where in every one of us. So he's speaking this to us as believers. Because we've put these 
things as our identity. And he says, no, what matters is Christ in us, the hope of glory. So over here, what we see is, and we speak this, I am a spirit being made in the image and likeness of God. This is our profession. This is our, our, our confession. And our nationality is in the kingdom of God. Our ethnicity is we're in the family of God. Our education is the wisdom of God. And our economic status is we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ. That's our identity. Wow, we have a whole new nationality. We're in the family of God. We've been recreated uh, and we've been redeemed from the fall. Now, let's look at the do. And, and, and in the scriptures in Colossians 3.17, it says, for whatever you do, so we're defining the do. Now, whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence upon his person giving praise to God, the Father through him. So then whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the honor and glory of God, which is 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So let's look at the do. And again, this, this is important because what happens when, when God spoke to Moses, we're going to learn a word here called Avadah. When God spoke to Moses, he says, uh, the, then the Lord said to Moses, go to the Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so that they can worship me. And the word worship here in Hebrew is Avadah. And it means work, worship, and serve. Is that, is that our work is worship. And, and as we serve, we're worshiping. So everything we're doing is work and service is worship. So our do, our do is tied together with, with work. See, and what, what it doesn't say my career. No, it says our worship, our work is service. So let's look at this. So our work, worship, and serve is Avadah. In the Colossians 3, 23 through 24, is whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul that is put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord, not for men, knowing that with all certainty that it is from the Lord, not for men, that you receive what? Your inheritance, which is your greatness, Reward your greatest reward is the Lord Christ, whom you actually serve. So, as we're serving others, we're serving Christ. So, so how do we serve? How do we serve? And let's look at this. And God is love. In 1 John 4, 16, we, re, we have come into an intimate experience with God's love. And we trust in the love he has for us because God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. Again, here it is, through us, through us. We're made in God's image of love. So here we go. So we're called to serve others and serve with love so our do is serving with love and and here it is the disciples were gathered all around and they're asking jesus who's gonna be the greatest of these and who's the greatest and jesus gathered them all together and said and said to them those recognized as rulers of the people and those who are in top leadership positions rule oppressively 
over their subjects, but this is not the example you are to follow. You are to lead by a different model. See, this is why the kingdom of God is so upside down from the world's model. You're to lead by a different model. If you want to be the greatest, then live as one, what's the word here? Called to serve others. And if we serve others, we're serving Christ. The path to promotion comes by having the heart of a bond servant who serves everyone. For even the Son of Man, the Son of Man, Jesus, did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life as a price, as a ransom for the salvation of many. So how do we learn to serve by giving up our selfish desires to think of others first. Now, come on, Carrie, that's so far away from the way the world thinks because it's all about me, my selfish desires, and everything. So we're called. So our, do, our who is in Christ, our do is through the love of Christ working through us. So let's look at the scriptures here. And I just really like this because this is 1 Corinthians 13. And again, what we can do is put in, because God is love, we can put in here because the way the scriptures read is love is patient. Love is kind. So we can put in here, God is patient. God is kind. Love does not envy. God does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. So we can see the green is on the tree that is serving with love, which is the who and the do. And we see the red part down here is the red line, which is the spirit of fear. And in, 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 in the, it's the anger and the root. So what we see here, love does not envy. It does not boast. Love and God is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. God is not self-seeking. Love is not self-seeing. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. God does not delight in evil. He's overcome evil. But God rejoices in the truth. Love rejoices in the truth. God always protects. God always trusts. God always hopes. God always perseveres, and this is it. God never fails. Love, of the love of God never fails. So our calling is the who of Christ, and he sanctified us, and he said it is all finished. It is all finished. And he said, it is finished. He taught sickness and disease. He rooted that out. He defeated the enemy. And we are called to serve in love our due. We're called to serve. That's our due. And Kara, as we end here, uh, which we do so well here, and we've been doing this, is reading this out loud. And as I've done this with, with some teaching and live 
in live classes and in live teachings. This is such a great confession of who we are and just speaking this. And I know we've made this available uh, to, to people online, this declaration of our legal. These are the legal rights we have in the kingdom of God as children of God. So let's just confess and profess this out loud and speak this. I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. I belong to the family of God. I can enter into God's presence boldly. Now I have been recreated into God's image and likeness of love. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy. I am restored redeemed and recreated back with God the Father, God the Son, and, the, and God the Holy Spirit living in me now. I have the word of God dwelling in me. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of Jesus. I have legal authority as a believer over the principalities and powers and the rulers of the kingdom of darkness. I have through the Holy Spirit living in me the resurrected power to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick and they are healed. Amen and amen. Wow, Glenn. You know, as we were going through this lesson and you were talking about uh, the calling, and then I was thinking about the believer's declaration of legal rights. I wanted to ask you if you can flip back, I think it's uh, two screens because that, um, yes, this one here is so powerful. As you were reading that, Glenn, I kept seeing a mathematical equation, which might seem a little bit odd, but what I saw every time that you would interchange love, you would have God there. So it'd be it wouldn't matter if you put into that blank the word love or the word God, because they are, in fact, one and the same. And I was thinking even a step farther, Glenn, because as you talk about the fruit of the Spirit, when you're operating at that level and you're understanding your calling and you're positional with God, then actually every one of those blanks, you should be able to put your name in. Yes. and achieve the same thing, right? Because it yes. should be Carrie is patient. It should be Carrie is kind. And these are all the fruits of the spirit. So when we're talking about the believer's declaration of rights, it's not only do you have these rights, but you have these benefits that move in as well. It's, it's, just, an, it's just an incredible, um, I guess it's an incredible way to think about things when you're on that kingdom living level. Yeah. So right, and that is, that's it, put our names in there. Because God is love, we're made in his image. So Glenn and Carrie is patient, is kind, rejoices with truth, protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres, and, and that love never fails. And, yeah. and the thought that occurred to me, Glenn, as we were going through that whole exercise was the fact that think about the things that we often see uh, that are related to us on TV news or something like that. 
And what we see often represented on that red line living is like the complete opposite, right? And if people were happy with that, that would be one thing, but you can just sense the, uh, the lack of peace, the lack of patience, the lack of kindness, the, uh, the envy, the boasting. I mean, just read the, read the list in reverse and that's red line living. But when you put your name in there and see yourself the way God sees us, you, now it's a whole different world. And I'm, I'm so excited that we get an opportunity to share this. Uh, folks, if you haven't had a chance, make sure that you visit therepleminute.com because all of the messages that lead up to this are available there, as well as the uh, chapters of uh, Glenn's book, Fraud. Uh, they're all there in those bite-sized, great uh, uh, segments that you can enjoy part of the Repl Minute. Uh, the daily motivation. And there's also an opportunity for you to uh, get over to uh, Amazon and pick up your own copy of Fraud, either an ebook, Spanish language book, hardcover, softcover, whatever you'd want to do. But bring this into your life because it's really going to help you achieve that kingdom living. Glenn, I'm so excited about where this is headed. Uh, I just want to thank you for sharing this. And, and as we get ready to leave, I, I ask that you pray for everybody within the sound of this message that they can appropriate what you've been teaching and understand their calling as it pertains to kingdom living. Mm. Yes, Father, we come to you in the mighty, precious name of Jesus. Jesus, you are Lord. You've called us. You've called us by name. You've known us before the foundation of, of the world. You knitted us together in our mother's womb, and you knew us then. And Father, you have a purpose and a calling for each one of us, which is to know your son, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, revealing who Jesus is. Reveal in that wisdom and the knowledge and in, in the revelation of your word that's living in each one listening. In cancer, you don't belong in that body of that listener that's listening to us right now. Get out in the name of Jesus. Sickness, that was taken on the cross also. Get out in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we just thank you that you've given us life more abundantly. And Father, just your word does not return void. Just speak your word into each person listening today and watching. Father, you have recreated us, redeemed us back into that image. As Jesus is, so are we in this world now, now, now. And Father, we just walk and we go and be light into this dark world because we carry the glory of God in this temple of God of our body spirit, soul, and body redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And thank you, Glenn, for sharing that. You know, uh, what I think we want to do this week in terms of uh, an offer, there's a lot of great tools, as you know, already on the uh, repleminute.com. You can subscribe to the daily Monday through Friday Repel Minute, which you've been publishing uh, for years, I think since 2006, nonstop a great way to start your Monday through Friday. They can be delivered directly into your inbox. You can access them directly on the website. Uh, all these other resources there. But this week, Glenn, I think we'd like to create something called the, the Calling Package. 
So we're going to put into this package a series of PDFs that you're going to see from this particular uh, presentation that are going to help you establish and recall as you move through your days ahead who you are and what your calling is in relation to that. We'll put in the Believer's Declaration. Uh, we'll put in the um, Love is Patient. Put your name in that blank and, and aspire for that. Uh, we'll put in the, the some of the great tools that you've seen along the way. So it'll be a great benefit to you. You can print it out at, at your own leisure and then use it as a reminder. Maybe if you're uh, you know, taking mass transit to or from uh, some situation, you can sit there and take a look at it there. If you have a quiet moment in your office or you're taking a break, you can use it there. If you're at home and you have an opportunity, it's a great chance to just really appropriate the things of God and that, that green line kingdom living. So all you're going to do is you're going to go to the link that's here at the bottom of the screen and it's available for you. Uh, people often ask Glenn, they say, well, how do you do this? You say, you, you know, we don't see that there's a financial pull. You're not saying, hey, you got to send in a donation. And Glenn, you said it best at the beginning. You said, you know, you're a business person. We're business people, but with a calling that is to help other people see kingdom living, Glenn. Amen. Amen. That's what it's about. The call. The calling isn't to business. The calling is to who? And that's Christ Jesus that allows us to do this. And then yes. out of out of this, there's just an overflow. Well, thank you, Glenn, for sharing on today. And thank you, viewer, for tuning in. Be sure that you share this message. If it's helping you, uh, you know God has placed this in your path so you can help others with it too. Feel free to share this. Invite them to like the REPL Minute on Facebook or to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we're so looking forward to seeing you again on the next edition of Kingdom Living.